Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic excellence at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today we're visiting with Nicole Mitchell, a senior from Phoenix, Arizona, who's majoring in English literature. Nicole shares so much about her journey and the tips and techniques that have helped her to be academically successful. I hope you'll take away some great tidbits as you listen into our conversation. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Doing great. If you don't mind, just introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to Baylor. Okay, so my name is Nicole Mitchell and I'm a senior. I'm going to be a senior at Baylor and I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, which is pretty far. And the reason I came to Baylor was because I wanted to go out of state. That was a for sure thing for me. And I was looking at schools in California and Texas And the first thing that drew me to Baylor was just the community of it and the Christian atmosphere. That's what that really kind of drew me in. And I, I at first wasn't sure about living in Waco because I'm from Phoenix, which is a pretty big city. And I never, and Waco is pretty small compared to Phoenix. Um, So I wasn't sure about that at first, but then when I came in, I kind of drove through once and I was like, Oh, I really like this campus, but it wasn't really until my senior year that I, kind of realized that that was where God wanted me to be. And I kind of just felt called to come here. Um, And I don't know, I just, I can't really explain it in any other way that I just kind of knew that this was the place for me. And so I applied early and I got in in November of my senior year. And then I came and visited a week later, like an official visit. And so I just knew it was the place for me. And it was just, it was all kind of God that got me here, I guess. Great. Yeah. Sounds like you just really had a piece about this being the right place. For yeah, you. I did. That's great. Well, tell us about what you're studying while you're here and kind of what led you to that path. Okay. So I'm studying English literature and I actually started off as a psychology major, which is completely on a different, on the different end of the spectrum, I guess. Um, and the reason I chose psych at first is because I've struggled with a lot of mental health issues and I thought that it would be interesting to learn more about that and to be able to help other people with their struggles. But having that major, I only had that major first semester of freshman year before I changed it. It just wasn't a good fit for me because I'm not a science brain person. I'm much more of a creative person. Um, and so it just wasn't like, even though I thought it was interesting, I just wasn't doing very well in my classes and it just, I didn't feel like I was clicking with that major. And I've, always been good at English. I love to read and I'm good at writing. And I thought that it would just be a better fit for me. And it's a pretty broad major. So I could use it in a lot of areas. Like it gives me good writing skills and communication skills. And I also get to enjoy what I'm studying, get to read and which is something I really enjoy. And I don't necessarily, a lot of people ask me if I want to be a teacher, which I feel like a lot of people think that if you're an English major, that's the only thing you can do. But that's I mean, I'm interested in teaching, but it's not necessarily what I want to do. So I'm kind of just going with the flow and enjoying my major and doing the best I can in it and figuring out what I'm going to do along the way. That's great. Well, it sounds like you found a field of study that really fits with you and that you're enjoying. Yeah, I am. Good. Well, as you have taken all of these classes and focused on some academics, what have been study strategies that you've implemented that have really helped you to do well in your courses? So one of the number one things that's helped me do well is just taking really good notes. Um, And it's definitely, some professors don't allow you to have a laptop, 
And so it's kind of harder to do that in a class where you can't type really fast, but I'm, I've gotten good at taking notes. Like if I have to use paper or a laptop either way. Um, and I kind of, I kind of over note take, like I write down things I probably don't need to know, but it helps me in the long run. Cause I basically, I basically kind of copy the whole lecture down when I'm in class. Um, and then when it comes time for a test, I'll go back and kind of make a study guide or just like highlight the things that I think are more important. And so it kind of helps to write it all down in class because that kind of gets it more in your mind than if you're just kind of listening and spacing out. Like it kind of helps you to engage with the material more. Um, and that technique is, has been really useful to me in all types of classes. Like I've had to take history for my major and it's been really, really useful in history. Um, and in English, it's been useful also. And also just in my, I have to have certain lab sciences. It's been helpful in there. Pretty much every type of class has helped me in. And so I'd say note-taking is my number one strategy. Um, also, I'd say a lot of professors in certain types of classes will give you a study guide. And what I like to do is actually make, like fill out the entire study guide, like make it on my computer and do it kind of a week or two in advance of the test. So I'll do like a part of it one day and then part the next day so it doesn't get a couple days before the test and I'm doing the entire study guide, which actually takes a really long time to do usually. So I like to kind of space it out before a test. And so then when it comes time to study for the test, like I don't have to worry about like looking up the information. I just have it all there. And so that's another thing that's been really helpful. That's good. Yeah. yeah, breaking that up so then you're prepared with your study tools when it's time to really yeah. review the material. And I would think kind of taking it in those smaller doses maybe helps you retain that yeah. piece a little bit. It better. definitely does. It kind of makes it so you don't really realize you're kind of already studying, but when you're doing a study guide and like looking, like I, for history, for example, we just have like a bunch of terms and I'll just kind of read back through the book and find them in the book and just read the section about it and then write it down and summarize it. And that it kind of helps it to already get in your head. And so when it actually comes time to review it, you already know it a little bit. So you kind of have a base for reviewing. That's great. Do yeah. you find you mentioned, use the word summarize and then first you talk about kind of creating sometimes your own study guides mm -hmm. from your notes. Do you find that you put things kind of in your own words when you're doing that type of work? It depends on the class. I think for English, yes. Mm -hmm. But for English, when I study for that, it's not as many terms as it is like being able to identify certain poets. Like they'll give you a section of a poem or a section of a play and you'll have mm -hmm. to say like, who wrote this, who said this, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different type of studying. Like for that, I mainly just reread. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that wouldn't make it get in your head, but it really does. Like I will, for example, like if we have to identify passages for an English midterm or something, I'll just kind of, for the poems, I'll reread all of them a few times. And then for books, I'll read summaries online. Um, and even though it seems like that wouldn't really help, it actually does. It makes it so you really are able to kind of figure out who said what kind of gets that person's style in yeah, your mind yes. so then it's easier to identify. Definitely. Great. Do you have any sort of kind of study routines you typically fall into maybe in a typical day or maybe when preparing for an exam? Um, it depends on the class. I think for exams that involve a lot of terms, which most of those classes I've are they've been kind of my prereqs, so I've kind of gotten most of those out of the way. But for those types of classes, usually I'll start reviewing like two days before and just review like 
five, like kind of go over terms like five times a day mm-hmm. each day. And then the morning of the test, I'll get up a little bit early and do the same. And even though that doesn't take a lot of effort to just review, like read over stuff over and over again, when you do it, it really gets into your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not as stressful if you do it that way, especially if you start a couple days in advance. Mm-hmm. So by the time it's the night before, you don't feel like you're cramming. You're just kind of reading the same stuff, which you already kind of know. Right. Yeah. It's not all new information. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've heard that the way we start our day really can play a pivotal role in the way our day goes, mm-hmm. or at least our outlook on the day. Do you have a morning routine that you like? Yes, to I do. <laughs> I'm a very routine-based person. Okay. So I usually will get up, depending on what time the class is. If it's an 8 a.m., I will not get up that early. Like, I'll get up at, like, 7. But if it's a 9 a.m., I'll get up at, like, 7.30, because I like to have, like, an hour to an hour and a half before class. And I always eat breakfast because I, I cannot run on an empty stomach. Like I know some people don't eat breakfast, but I always do. Um, and I usually eat something that can kind of just get me through the day. So I, I like to eat a lot of fruit. Um, I like to eat yogurt and granola. That's something I eat a lot. Or I'll make like toast with peanut butter or something like that. And then I drink a lot of milk and a lot of water. And I usually bring water with me to class also. Um, and so I usually have something like that for breakfast. And then I also like to read my devotional first thing in the morning. One thing I try, like a bad habit I have is I'll kind of get out of bed and look at my phone. And I've realized that that kind of, it doesn't seem like it would kind of throw your day off, but it does. Cause the first thing you do is like, look at what other people are doing. And so I've tried to, like, I've been trying to get out of that habit. Cause I've realized when I get up and read my devotional before anything else, my day turns out way different than if I get up and like go on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, something I think everyone should kind of think of doing is in the morning, like even if you don't have a deep faith, like just get up and like, have quiet time or just, mm-hmm. just don't be on social media and don't be texting. Just kind of have your own time before you start the day. And so that's been really helpful to me. Great. Yeah. yeah just the time to focus and get prepared for what you need to do. Yes. Um, Cause it can be easy to mm-hmm. automatically then focus on other people when we look yeah. at our phones first <laughs> yes. thing, which is very tempting to do. For sure. Yeah. It's just kind of a bad habit. <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of stop doing that. Well, when you do study, what are, where are your favorite places maybe on and off campus to study? Um, so I really, I know a lot of people need quiet, but for me, I kind of like to be in places that are more active, I guess, Mm -hmm. but that's more for doing, like for doing homework and kind of creating study guides and that type of stuff. I like to be in like coffee shops. Um, so I go to common grounds all the time. That's probably my favorite place. I go there. I spend way too much money there. Um, I probably go through a punch card every week. So I, and that's probably a place, that's a place I like to go when I'm doing homework Mm -hmm. or when I'm reading, which it doesn't make sense that I'd be able to focus on reading there, but for some reason I can. Um, but for actual studying, I kind of need a bit more quiet. And so I really like to study at Armstrong Browning Library because it's not as crowded and it's really pretty. Um, I also like to study outside if the weather's nice enough. So there's a ton of tables just around campus that if they're open, I like to go. And that's usually, it's usually only nice in the winter or like beginning of spring. Like right now it wouldn't be nice (laughs) enough to do that. So, um, and then also my apartment has study rooms in the lobby. I live at the view and there's only two of them, unfortunately, but 
during like not if it's not during finals week they're pretty much always open and so I like to use those because there's no distractions in there it's just a whiteboard and a table and that's it and so I also like to study just in the lobby like I don't I try not to study in my bedroom because I get distracted by my bed because I'll just want to take a nap and so one thing I've realized is if I need to be productive I need to go somewhere that's not my bedroom <laughs> yeah so yeah great well that's good and then that reserves your bedroom for where you can sleep yes. and rest. And it's important to have that sanctuary mm -hmm. space there too. Well, another thing that can really be a helpful teacher in our lives is anytime maybe we faced a challenge that we've overcome, mm -hmm. or maybe we've made a mistake along the way that we really learned from. Have you had an experience like that that you can share with us? Like academic or just anything? Or it can be anything but maybe an academic one if there's one well I guess I have I have a couple things so academically I did not do that great freshman year my grades were kind of all over the place I didn't fail anything but I kind of had A's B's and C's um and I I think part of the reason was because I went to a public high school that wasn't very difficult and so I didn't really know how to study like I don't even remember ever having any nights in high school where I'd be studying all night and so I just didn't know how, but I kind of learned along the way, like what techniques were best to me. And like, if I look at my transcript, each semester got better and better. And now I'm getting straight A's mm -hmm. except for foreign language, which is my hardest subject. But, um, so that's something that I've kind of gotten better at and overcome is just like knowing what works best for me mm -hmm. and knowing kind of what another thing that's important to you is knowing which classes are the most important ones mm -hmm. and knowing that it's okay that if there's a class like for example I had I have to have four years of foreign language which I was really not happy about um and I chose to do Greek and Latin because instead of doing four of one language I could just do two of each mm -hmm. so I wouldn't have to go as in-depth with it and so I just finished Latin and I was it was not easy for me at all but I realized like for that class my main focus were the classes that were in my major, like my English classes. Mm -hmm. And for Latin, like as long as I was putting my all into it, even if I didn't get an A, like I got a B one semester and a C, an almost B, like such a high C the other semester in it. Um, and I realized like I was really upset at first because my other grades were also good. But then I realized like I tried my hardest and I had to focus on other classes too. So like mm -hmm. I did my best. That's all that matters. Like mm -hmm. I passed. It's mm -hmm. okay. And I think it's just, it helps to not put so much pressure on yourself mm -hmm. because if you do, then you're, I realize that when I put pressure on myself, I end up not do, getting anything done. Cause I'm just thinking about how stressed I am. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and that's a, another thing that I've had to overcome is I have anxiety and I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And so I get really high strung sometimes just depending on the situation. Like I have panic attacks. I, like I have days where I just cannot focus like I and so I've needed my mental health like is something that I've had to prioritize um so things I've learned for that are I've learned that I cannot I'm never going to be one of those people that is can always have something on their plate like I need my downtime mm -hmm. and I think that's really important for someone even who doesn't have anxiety to have downtime because it gives your mind kind of some time to decompress and just to not think about anything. Like if you're stressed about school or work or anything, it's good. You need to have time to just chill. Um, and so that kind of accepting that I need that time has helped me. And I've realized like napping is a good way to decompress for uh -huh. me. Um, and also just, just doing anything that kind of 
helps you not to have to think so much because I tend to get in this pattern where I just think and think and think and then I create problems that weren't even there in my head. Um, and so that has been a big thing with me for my anxiety is giving myself downtime and giving myself just space to be by myself and to just decompress. Um, and another thing that's really helped me with that is exercise. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very healthy way to deal with anxiety and because a lot of people, if they have anxiety, they deal with it in the wrong ways, like like self-destructive types of things. But I've, I actually took a um, lifetime fitness class, mm -hmm. and it was not it was sophomore year, I think, and it was just called it was called aerobics. So we did all types of workouts in it, and it kind of got me back into the routine of exercise because I had exercised before, but then I kind of got out of it and I stopped doing it for a while. But it kind of got me back into it, and so I do now I try and exercise every other day and that helps me a ton. So those two things, just like rest and exercise and just giving yourself time to just actually have fun and like mm -hmm. hang out with friends. That's all really important. You can't just focus on school all the time. Like you need, if you want to do well, you have to give yourself time for yourself also. Yes. Making yeah. space for that and kind of creating that margin mm -hmm. and not extending yourself too far. It yes. sounds like it's really important. Kind of on that note, what have you found like a time management tool or anything that's kind of helped you plan out your time so you do make those spaces for kind of self-care and rest and exercise? Yeah, so I'm a very type A person and so I thrive off of schedules. So during the school year, especially during finals and midterms week, I actually make myself schedules. Like I say, okay, I'm getting up at this time. I'm going to have breakfast from this time to this time. Then I'm going to study from this time to this time. Like I, I map out everything I'm going to do. Um, and that might sound kind of anal to some people, but that helps me personally because I'm just such a kind of a high strung type A person. I need a schedule. So during the normal school year, I don't really need to do that because I don't have homework. I mean, I do have homework. I don't have as much studying to do. So like, mm -hmm. if it's not a test week, I usually am able, like on the days that I don't, so like say I have my Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, I don't do the homework from those classes until Tuesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then I do my Tuesday, Thursday homework on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. So I kind of save the things I need to do for the day before those classes mm -hmm. So that it's kind of fresh in my mind because most of my assignments are reading and so it's better mm -hmm. to have it fresh in your mind And so for that I don't really have a problem managing my time because it's mm -hmm. I enjoy reading um, But during like test weeks, that's when I really have to schedule my time out um, And I always do put a time in for breaks and exercise Like I'll make a schedule for like a whole day or a, a week even and mm -hmm. I every day I have like a couple breaks and they're usually like an hour or an hour and a half mm -hmm. like I need a lot of time so great yeah that's good well so it sounds like maybe taking a nap or working out or some things you do during study breaks mm -hmm. do you have any other things you enjoy when you're taking a break yeah I just I like to just hang out with my friends like I just it's it's nice to just be social sometimes if you've been sure. kind of in your room or studying all day um and like a lot of times last finals not last finals week finals week during winter like winter of 17 I guess mm -hmm. we did this thing called food truck week uh -huh. and so during finals week every day we'd all take a break and go to a different food truck because there's so many in Waco and so just doing stuff like that's kind of fun um and 
Oh yeah. Also, I had a dog for a while, uh-huh. so I would take her on walks for breaks. So that was really fun. But unfortunately, my one of my roommates graduated, and she took her with oh. her. So like that was the plan from the beginning. So I don't sure. have a dog anymore. Yeah. But when I did, like that was a really really good study break. Yeah. Just playing with her, or taking her on a walk, or something like that. Oh good. Yeah. I bet she really enjoyed that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Well, thinking about, I'm hoping that we have some incoming students maybe who are experiencing their first year at Baylor listening and thinking about you when you were beginning Baylor do you have any words of wisdom you wish you could share with yourself when you were first starting college yeah I think I would tell myself to not overthink it so much because coming into college everyone said oh my gosh it's going to be so much harder than high school, which it is. But I think I got that idea in my head so much that I just, it kind of blew up how difficult it would be. And I think that's honestly one of the reasons I didn't do as well freshman year because I didn't even know where to start with the studying. Cause I thought it was just, I thought I was just going to fail no matter what, like no matter how much effort I put in, I thought I was just going to do that. So I just kind of slacked. But I think the important thing to know is yes, it's going to be harder, but it's, also, it's not going to be as hard as you think it is, and you don't want to overthink it or else you won't do as well. So mm-hmm. you need to just kind of employ the study strategies you know work best for you and put in the effort that you can and just do your best and you'll get the results you want. That's great. Yeah. Just kind of take a deep breath. Yes. <laughs> Good. Well, you mentioned earlier that you are a Common ground fan. Yes. And, and you like to get coffee there. What's your favorite order? Um, so they actually have seasonal menus and so they have like one my favorite is the fall menu Uh I love the fall menu so during the like fall and winter I like to there's this one called the pumpkin patch and it's like a pumpkin chai type thing Mm -hmm. and then during winter they have one called the ginger patch which is the same thing but with ginger and so I really like both of those and um but during it depends on the season I guess like my go-to another go-to I have is white fang which is a chai I don't know what else is in it, but it's some type of chai drink. And if I need more caffeine, I like to get the caramel coffee crunch um, or just like some type of mocha. And then during summer, I like to get their Arnold Palmers, which are really good. I started to realize that I, I need to have a full stomach if I have a lot of caffeine. And so I only drink actual coffee, like really caffeinated drinks on days that I have like I both I'm really tired and I've already eaten a lot because if I do and I haven't eaten a lot then I'll get sick so that's like one thing I've learned so that's why I drink a lot of tea drinks yeah yeah mix it up well that's good Mm -hmm. we learn these things about ourselves yeah (laughs) right yes oh that's great well are there any resources that you've utilized at Baylor that have been especially helpful for you I think my favorite resource has been just the career center. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started going to a career counselor actually, because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do after college. And I have some ideas, but I also like, I need some help in a lot of areas also. Um, and that has really, really helped me kind of just be less stressed about after college. Cause I, I thought I was so far behind everyone else. Cause it seems like everyone knows what they're doing with their life, but I realized like no one really does. And the reason it seems like that is because a lot of people are going to grad school, but I'm not. So it's, kind of more stressful because I have to actually find a job. Um, But that's kind of helped me, like, my career counselor, like, make sure I'm on the right track and 
she'll tell me if there's anything else I need to do. She'll give me more resources to kind of search for jobs. And so that's been really helpful. And that's taken a lot of the weight off of figuring out what I'm going to do after college. So that's definitely my favorite resource here, I think. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you've taken advantage of that resource. It's yeah. really, it's just nice to have someone to talk to about mm -hmm. all that and kind of walk you through, walk with you. As yeah. It's really, really nice. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, speaking of the future and these next steps, um, what are your hopes beyond Baylor for your life? What do you think it might look like? So as of now for the year after, my number one choice is to do a year abroad um, because I don't know what I want to do for career yet, like an actual career. So I think that would kind of give me, a, like I love to travel, so that would give me more time to travel and kind of think about that. And the three programs I'm looking at, Two of them are teaching programs. One of them is in Japan, and it's called JET, and it's just you teach English to kids in Japan. And the other one's the same type of thing in South Korea. It's called EPIC. Um, and so those are kind of basically the same thing, just in different countries. And that will also help me because I get a real salary there, um, and I'm interested in teaching but not sure I want to do it. So it will kind of give me a way to see if I like teaching. Um, and also both of those programs – are really good with helping you find jobs afterwards. So it's not like I just be come back to America and like not know what I'm doing. Like they'll help me and they both have alumni networks in the U S so that'll be really nice. Um, and the second thing or the third thing, I guess that I, this is probably my top choice, but it's probably the most stressful option. Um, is this mission trip called world race. And it, you have, first of all, you have to raise $19,500 to do it. And so that's the part that's really stressful, but basically what you do is it's an 11 month program and you travel to a new country every month and you're you go to pretty much every continent um and it's just a christian mission trip and so you basically go and just preach the gospel to people um and that i think that's my top choice because i think it, like my faith has grown so much since being here and i want to share that with other people especially people who are in countries that don't have access to christianity um, and also because I love to travel. So those would be two amazing things. And I'd also get to experience the world in a way that a lot of people don't get to. Because a lot of people when they travel, they just stay in really nice hotels and only see the touristy areas. And I'd actually get to like really go into different cultures in all different parts of the world. Um, but the money raising part, that's the difficult part. Um, and also, I wouldn't be making money. So that's another difficult part. But the money you raise pays for everything while you're there. So and I also think that with that, that would give me a lot of opportunities afterwards because there's a lot of jobs you can get within that corporation. And so that's something I would be interested in too is working for some type of international missions company, mm -hmm. just anything that involves like travel and just anything like that. So fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like some exciting options. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing all this with us today. Yeah, really of course. appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I really appreciated Nicole sharing so much with us today. From the importance of note-taking to prioritizing her courses to making space for some downtime in the midst of all of the busy studying that can take over our lives as students. I hope you found something to take away that you can start implementing into your routine and see how it works for you. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time when we hear another student success story. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at student success stories. 
You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching Student Success Stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast for a direct link to subscribe and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. Music for student success stories is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.